Hello, and welcome to the Graceland Moments Podcast. Uh, we are so glad that you decided to join us for this episode today. Uh, we're so glad that you guys have just kind of um, encouraged us to, to keep making this and the feedback that we're getting, and you guys are watching the episodes, and it's just been uh, kind of so fun for the podcast team, me and Jenny, and uh, also the pastors as well, bringing you this content. Uh, today, I will be joining Jenny uh, on the other side of the camera uh, as we talk about social media. Uh, so as Christians, uh, social media is this kind of gray area because we we get access to social media and it can be a really great thing, uh, but it's also becoming kind of this epidemic of um, addiction maybe. And so uh, we wanted to talk uh, today about how Christians uh, can balance out this, this tool um, and how Christians can partake in culture but not be mastered by it. And so we just hope that you are encouraged by this episode. Uh, if you're listening to us, we do have a Facebook group. Uh, if you want to join us there, if you're on Facebook, we are on any type of uh, podcast app, so you can get that um, anywhere that you you would like. It's on. It's pretty much everywhere. Uh, and so, I just hope you enjoy this episode uh, with me and Jenny on social media. Hey there, and welcome to the Graceland Moments podcast, a podcast designed with you in mind. Today, we have an extra special guest. They're always special guests, but today you get to see the man behind the camera, the screen, the phone, the wires. Uh, This is Dylan. Dylan, we are Dylan Baker. We are so happy to have you here. He has coined himself the podcast or somebody coined you the podcast guy. I don't know if it was you or someone else. Yeah, maybe maybe self-determined. We just didn't know what else to call you. Dylan is here to talk about something that I don't know how to, it's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, don't run away, but social media, don't run away. But also it's, it may not be what, what you expect to hear. Um, Dylan comes at it from a different perspective. You are, I'm, I'm, I normally don't volunteer ages, <laughs> but for this, for the sake of this podcast, I think yeah. it's necessary. So yeah. you are 24, 24. Yes. And he's going to explain why that is significant in his perspective of social media. Um, I am not 24, uh, but, and I have children that aren't yet using um, social media, yeah. but are already being groomed uh, or potential, have the potential to be groomed mm. for social media and some of the dangers that can come. So we don't want this to come off as like a huge warning stay off social media. We actually both use it. We use it for the purpose of this podcast. So we're not going to, it's not going to all be uh, bashing social media, Mm -hmm. but I definitely, especially if you're afraid of social media or you just don't think you have a lot of information and word to the wise, I'm in this boat too. Even if you think you do, you probably don't. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot out there that I probably don't even, I'm not aware of. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And like what you said, like, it's not, we're definitely not going to be bashing it. We both use it. Right. And so it, it would be unhelpful. Um, but yeah, even if you're on either side of the spectrum where you use it all the time, you even use it for maybe your business or whatever it might be that, that you find yourself on social media using it uh, strategically, or you just don't want to use it at all. Um, you're going to have to to confront it at some point. Like your kids will use it. Um, you will have to come across it. Like it's not going anywhere. And so it's not like a uh, hold up your pitchforks and as Christians, we need to completely rebuke this, uh, but it's how how as Christians can we use it to the best of our abilities yeah. um, and biblically to to do that. And so that's kind of what I want to do. And like like she said, like we don't we don't want to bash it. We don't want to try to to steer you away from it, but we do understand that it's going to be present in our lives and how can we, how can we use this? Um, yeah. 
well. We want to equip you. Yeah. Equip you as parents, but also as um, human beings. I think we, obviously as parents, we have um, a responsibility to protect our children. But if you're not a parent, we as human beings have the responsibility to protect ourselves. And I think that there has a lot that comes to play when it comes to social media where um, you're not being protected and you have ways to protect yourself. You may not even know with filters and um, protections on your phone, but you might not even know that. And and we've, like you'll say later, you feel like you've been part of an experiment. Yeah. So let me just give you a little bit of background, tiny background on me, because it's more. this is more about you than me. But social media to me was like, MySpace, where you're in college and they, it's really like, here's my schedule. And it's almost the first way <laughs> where people know exactly what you're doing at all times. It was kind of creepy, but everyone be- was like, yeah. Your best friends. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And then that morphed into like the beginning of Facebook, which Facebook actually has kind of survived through that. But I think it's because those people grew up with a majority of Facebook and Facebook has continued to offer more and more things to keep people connected. Um, I'm not, I, I know that there are other, I'm going to sound so old on this. <laughs> I'm really not that old, but like the, <laughs> not the TikTok, but TikTok, Snapchat. I don't, I don't do those. Um, I'm on Instagram very regularly, Facebook somewhat regularly. And then really that's it. What, what, perspective are you coming from from a social media because am i mistaken we didn't talk about this but are you on social media um so i am not on social media as much and we can definitely flush that out um i'm on facebook for this i'm on uh podcast apps and stuff for this uh obviously and i grew up with a lot of them and so we could definitely go a little bit into my conversion story but i didn't get saved until halfway through college and so all throughout high school in a little bit of college like i was using them avidly like i was uh always on snapchat always on uh twitter vine back when i was twitter. going to, i don't know, have twitter account either twitter vine i remember that but i was never part of that yeah so it was like the the pre-tiktok yeah. um yeah. so six second videos and that one was probably the one i was most addicted to um because i just thought it was it was there phenomenal were, and hilarious yeah but, it was entertainment um, for sure it was yes it was entertainment <laughs> and i'm sure that's what a lot of people were feeling with tiktok i've mm-hmm. never been on tiktok but mm-hmm. um i i've seen people like repost it and stuff so i, I get the general um aspect of it But uh, yeah, so Vine was that for me. And um, when I got saved, it was like a completely like different perspective of those social media platforms. Instead of seeing all the funny stuff and the the, like crazy content and uh, seeing the fist fights on Twitter or something like that, like I saw like a broken world Mm -hmm. and I saw like, oh man, like this content is like kind of rooting my soul. Like it's doing, it's doing negative stuff to it. And then I also saw how much time I was spending in it. Mm -hmm. And so like, there would be times where I wanted to like read the Bible or go spend time with people. And I just found myself on my phone instead. And I was like, oh shoot, like this is a big, this is a big problem uh, for my faith. And so, um, yeah, just God like opened up my eyes to that after I got saved of like how bad they were. And so I ended up deleting a lot, like Twitter and Vine right off the bat, uh, kept Instagram for a while. And then I felt like Instagram throughout the years have, has gotten worse and worse, especially from like men on mm-hmm. the men's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, cause women, uh, are just crazy on there anymore. Even people that I love and that like I, I grew up with, uh, who I really wanted to follow their life would just like post, uh, pretty bad pictures mm-hmm. and 
And so um, crazy in the sense that graphically, visually, visually, yes, exactly, inappropriate or just yeah, all like the bikini above, just pictures things, yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, some guys can like just really filter that out. Everyone's Instagram looks different, which mm -hmm. we could talk about the algorithms all day. I would love to talk about that stuff because it's it's pretty crazy the science behind it. Um, and so everyone's looks a little bit different. So people have really figured out how to how to clean that up. Uh, but for me personally, mm -hmm. as like a young single man, I just yeah. didn't I didn't have control. And so uh, it was hard. I had good followers. Like I had a good amount of content. And so to hit that delete button was in and of itself, like ripping like a piece of your heart out, which is when I knew it was like the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I eventually got rid of Instagram uh, and deleted my, my full account. And so I've I've had almost all of them um, just progressively have gotten rid of them. Um, would, I would you say. say you got to a point though where you felt like it was an addiction? Oh yeah, and that's what I yeah. would love to talk about. Let's talk about that. Yeah, um, because I, I think... Uh, where I got a lot of this motivation from was the social dilemma. Mm -hmm. So that's what something that really changed my like. Tell I, people what that is real quick. Yes. So the social dilemma, and I will go over some resources, but uh, social dilemma is a uh, documentary on Netflix that maybe came out about a year ago uh, with people from Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, like developers of these apps who kind of uh, became what is what is that word that like they they announced something like. Uh, I can't remember, but they, they basically showed behind the scenes of what was happening and what they were truly doing uh, to our minds. And so they are they have basically figured out how addictive it become. And so instead of pursuing uh, like a career and to continuing in with that. Whistleblowers. Whistleblowers. Nice. <laughs> Whistleblowers. Yes. Um, I can't believe I didn't think it, I wore yeah. glasses I almost today. said air horns. Air horns. <laughs> Nice. No, but Whistleblowers. But yes. yes, you're yeah. totally right. And so instead of pursuing a career of like uh, continuing with Facebook, which I'm, I'm sure they were making crazy salaries and, and doing pretty well for themselves. Instead, they decided to, to step, take a step back and say, these are the things that are really happening to mm -hmm. you. Social media is kind of a problem. Um, and we would rather tell people about what it's doing to them uh, rather than keep benefiting and profiting from yeah. manipul like manipulation. And then so what they talk about in this documentary is that it it is um, basically you have a reward system and there are things in life that that give you instant pleasure the instant gratification that we all talk about and we could talk about like amazon and all that stuff of instant gratification of getting that getting that stuff mm -hmm. um but it's a it's a chemical release called dopamine mm -hmm. and, and we know this word now it's a, a pretty a big buzzword but this kind of chemical comes out when you gamble uh when you are drunk and when you take drugs mm -hmm. um and so that's like a heightened pleasure. Yeah. It's like a spike in your your adrenaline and it, just, it makes you feel good. And so what they've really started to figure out is that social media, um, all this kind of technology with our phones and being addicted, it's almost one of the highest forms of dopamine hits that we can get. Mm. Um, and they think it, it's coming from uh, the relationship aspect of it because when you're drunk or doing drugs and stuff, it's kind of like a personal thing. But we are as human natures, as people made by God, we're made to be in a relationship with people. And so the social aspect, which we are made for and love, and then this dopamine hit that we are addicted to coming together and making social media um, is the biggest epidemic 
of kind of addiction that we've ever seen or had. Yeah. Um, so, and we could see that in numbers of how many people, uh, how much your time you're spending on social media rather than maybe alcoholics or um, people who are addicted to drugs, like everyone has, is having this problem. And so they think that it's mainly because of those two coming together, uh, but it's an absolute addiction. It's mm-hmm. it's what they call like every definition that you could kind of come across. Um, social media, your your cell phones, messaging, emails, it falls into that. Um, if you are having phantom buzzes in your pocket where like it's no notification, but you're so used to it, um, that's probably because you're addicted. If you wow. can't sit at your desk and just have it face up and it, it can't be in your bag, it has to be right next to you. That's an addiction. It, it's it's mm. something that is inside of you, and you you feel like you, you have to yeah. have it. And so it's it's a psychological uh, phenomenon. And so, so did you notice? Addiction. Because the timeline is social media came out after you quit social media or your social media. Okay, so the social dilemma came. Sorry, yes. uh-huh. after the documentary came after you had already decided this is not good for me. Mm. Um, and so what was it about that? Do you recall where you really felt? the conviction to like what triggered you they were yeah. like yeah that's not really good that's probably an addiction and i need to do something about it yeah um so definitely i think i maybe i didn't want to admit that there was an addiction there uh at first nobody nobody <laughs> ever wants to admit that <laughs> yeah you're not um, alone yeah i know and that's what we will talk about in the in the resolution part of this mm-hmm. maybe um is is some things that we have to be honest with ourselves about what like our true addictions to these these devices um but i would say that it was negatively impacting my life the content that i was seeing was not bringing like because I was a late convert and because of my lifestyle beforehand, I was so prone to wander and so prone to go back to the uh, dog returning back to its mm-hmm. vomit, so to speak. I was so like prone to that. And the people I was already around, um, like my old buddies before I was converted, um, there was enough stresses as it was to try to to regenerate myself, to get a new momentum going with God. And so it was mainly like, this is taking me away from it. And this is like, I just need to get rid of it so I can get some momentum. And then like, it was Instagram that I kept around until after the social dilemma. So Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram is kind of, um, that was more recent. I remember that conversation. It was like the epitome. Like that was like my social media. Like I, I am, I love this app. I justified it in every way possible to keep this app, uh, because I'm a photographer, videographer, like to do all this media stuff. I was like, how am I going to get my name out or anything or Mm -hmm. content if I don't have Instagram? So I would justify in every way. And the social dilemma was like, this is a true addiction. Mm -hmm. So I had both sides. Like I had, I had like the Twitter and stuff of like, this is really bad content as a Christian. I probably shouldn't be watching it. And then I had the realization like, oh, I'm addicted to some of these apps. And I would say YouTube is in there as well. Mm -hmm. I've left out YouTube, but YouTube is an app absolute social media addiction as well. Um, But yeah, and so Instagram, I was addicted to Instagram. And once I watched that, um, that documentary and saw that it was a true addiction as alcohol, as um, maybe marijuana mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like the dopamine hit is so strong when yeah. I get onto Instagram. I was like, this has to go. Like this is unbiblical. Like That's, I am yeah. using it unbiblically. That's really good. I, I strongly suggest if you use social media or if you have children who use social media or who will eventually want to use social media, yeah. I, huge resource. I think you should watch that as well. I watched it. Ryan and I watched it. And I remember, I don't remember like the bits and pieces, the specifics. I'd have to watch it again. I didn't, I did write down a, a few, but one thing that really stuck with me at the very end, these whistleblowers were asked if they would give their kids, if they would allow their kids the social media. Um, one of them said, definitely wouldn't even give her a phone until 16. Um, a few of them were like, no, 
And that to me was, was big. Now I have, um, we have a 10 year old, so she does not have a phone. She does not have a need for a phone. She, um, the way that that generation consumes um, entertainment is different than the way I consumed entertainment. And so I have to be careful not to um, devoid her of just good, clean fun. I I don't want to do that, right? Um, I grew up with the television and VCR mm -hmm, and cable. We had cable and that was, that was it really. Um, But like to kids, Today, that's like if I that's like me taking away their television. That's like me saying you can't use your television. Now, my parents never did that. They didn't need to do that, but they did set limits on the television. And so likewise, as a parent, there are limits that I need to set on the device. Now, if you're listening and you're like, my kid already has social media and I haven't set any limits on that, um, I would strongly encourage you to. Um, If you're married, talk to your spouse about what those parameters would look like and then um, have that conversation with your child. I'm not I don't give I'm not here to give parenting advice, but I I would say the more you would allow your child um, into that conversation instead of it being a a demand and and allowing them to be a part of that. I I think it's important for kids to know how dangerous it can be. But I also think that they should be made aware of how good it can also be. Mm-hmm. So talk to talk to us a little bit about that um, those Balance. two sides, that tension. Yeah, yeah. And so mine's going to be a little bit more radical than than yours. And like I I want to to call like some urgency to the parents on it. Um, and then I think it, it starts from the top down, so it mm-hmm. filters down. And so whatever uh, you need to take from this, uh, you definitely can, and then filter it down to your kids. But it absolutely you should have pretty strenuous limits. And um, I think of Romans 12, do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, And so I think when it comes to these things, parents see the pressure of outside sources. So they see the pressure of the school saying that they need iPads, they're doing, because I I have nieces and nephews, so I I know what they're dealing with. They're giving them iPads at like eight years old and Mm -hmm. saying like, this is where they're doing all their homework from. Mm -hmm. Um, This is how they're going to live their life. And this is how we're going to school. And then you have uh, parents who like are not maybe Christians and who have given their kids phones at eight or nine. And then you have your kids coming home. I don't have kids. I don't have to deal with this. Parenting is probably one of the hardest things in the world. And so this is coming from a a super like just ignorant perspective um, of how hard it could truly be. But um, I I see that Christian parents are following in step with what the world says you should parent your kids like instead of what we know we should parent our kids like. And this is an addiction. So an addiction kind of, it's most famous for coping mechanisms. So when we're stressed out and we're um, kind of like just getting beat down or we need to escape, we go to these dopamine hits. hits. We go to uh, we go to these addictions. So that's when we famously know drugs, alcohol. And we have put parameters on all those things because we know how bad it is, um, except social media. And so social media being a dopamine hit and an addiction, it's a coping mes- mechanism. And so these kids are flocking to the social media to cope with life. And so that would be like trying to put it as like blunt as possible. That would be like your kid being stressed out about school, seeing all their friends doing it, um, trying to be pressured by the school. And that's like opening up a vodka cabinet for them at 10 years old. Um, Their minds can't cope with how much 
dopamine this truly is like the chemical imbalance that's going on in their minds as they're trying to put together life uh figure out how to handle stress figure out how to do friendships or relationships um and when they're stressed out do they go to people or do they go to alcohol do they go to people do they go to social media like it's a vital vital time for them to figure out what to do with all these anxieties and stresses and giving them the phone instead of allowing or talking them through how to to do this on a an intimate level you're just giving them the phone and so you said earlier, like I'm the grand experiment, right? Because I had half of my life without social media. And then around when I was uh, in middle school to high school, social media really started to come on. Um, being in that kind of middle road, I now see that my generation copes with, with life through social media and addiction and loneliness and all that good stuff. And so we have no idea how to talk to each other. We have no idea how to to take on the stresses of this life in a healthy way. We try to constantly distract ourselves. We try to constantly uh, figure out ways to just hit our dopamine level so we can make it to the next day. Um, yeah, the grand experiment didn't work. And now I see that not only are we still going with the grand experiment, but we're doubling down on it. Like, so I didn't get social media until I was 14, 15, but my nieces and nephews are seven, eight, nine and getting this social media and all this stuff, like cell phones in their face at all times. So we saw how it didn't work. We saw like the suicide rates, we saw the depression, but we didn't retreat from it. We doubled down on it, which I think is just super weird. And so I would say, um, as, as parents, you have to really reflect on this. And so I see parents not letting their kids go outside or go to friends' houses or ride their bike down the street because they're scared of all these things that we've seen on TV, um, not letting them go out. And so putting super parameters on, um, outside and living life and then no parameters on inside the house and on the phones. And I'm just like, yeah, that's good. I also think that, and I don't want to put people in one or two bubbles, but one, parents might come from respect perspective of, um, I, I'm scared or I don't know. I either don't know enough about the technology to even set those parameters, mm-hmm. or um, I'm just altogether terrified of the technology, and so I don't know how to bring it up, or... In another camp, you've got adults who are also addicted mm. to their technology. I said it. I, I Listen, I, I get a screen report mm. every week. Mm. Some weeks it stings. Some weeks I want to turn it off. Mm. I, I don't need that. I don't need a reminder telling me how much I was or was not on my phone. Usually it's, oh, <laughs> you were Say on your it. phone. Say it. Oh, um, well, this is more like... The average of hours a day. And it would be about five hours a day. Now, yeah, I'm a (laughs) stay-at-home mom, right? Um, I do have an Instagram. I'm pretty, uh, it it comes and goes. It ebbs Mm. and flows. And I I can talk about that a little bit. But now I will say, because my son doesn't have a phone, he doesn't, or or even um, an Apple device. So some some games he plays, he can only play on my phone because it's an Apple. And so now some of that is contributed to him. I give him like, one hour of that a day. Okay. So maybe I'm down to four, which is down because there have been, there have been days where it it was six and over the, over COVID maybe seven. And that, you know, when you're, when you can't, like you said, when you can't sit down and just sit, when you have to flip over your phone, even if it's like, If it's not, if you don't feel like it's an addiction, but it's like almost muscle memory, that's still a problem. 
<laughs> right? That's still a problem. And then if we're going to even pull pull back the veil a little bit more, we're not talking about this particularly about this, but I, I'm really big on idols. And what have we created as an idol? And, you know, we hear that idol word, we look back and we think, well, we've not um, carved anything out of wood. And well, we kind of have. We have. And if we're thinking more about what we're going to post on social media than we are about our relationship with Christ, if we're on our phones scrolling, just scrolling more than we're in the word, if we can't go to bed without thinking if our post, ha- how our post has done, yeah. we have created, now we've created an idol, an idol. Mm-hmm. out of our out of our phones and our social media accounts. So that, that's kind of a rabbit trail. And I would love to, to get, maybe we'll get Pastor Nate back on here. We'll talk about idols on here. It was not here. a rabbit trail. It was, it was spot on. But, but yeah. I, I really feel like as an adult, we have to take inventory of how we use our devices. Maybe even before or simultaneously, do it with your kids. Like if you're going to challenge your kids to mind their consumption and you're going to do that, I would challenge you and encourage you to do that on your own. Now, it's easy for me to say because my kids are, they don't really have any social media consumption, but we are to set the model for our kids. And that's in so many facets. This is just an extra one, right? Parenting was hard enough already. Thank you very much. Now we have an added element but we really have to be careful of how we're consuming it and make sure that we are doing what we are practicing, what we preach yep. when it comes to not just social media, but technology yeah, across the board. That top down approach. Yeah. Like they're, they're like sponges, right? So they're, they're watching everything mm-hmm. that you're doing. And most of the time when I try to bring up social media and stuff, it's, it's really, really hard because my generation is still addicted and, um, the parents are still addicted. Mm-hmm. And so if I try to bring up, uh, any, any person around me that I see, like might, it might be affecting their kids. Um, it's kind of hard because they're looking at their phone as I'm talking to them. So it's just like, oh, I can't even like, where do I even start? I have yeah. to start with you uh, yeah. before I can even it, talk about maybe, um, what I see. And so, yeah, the top down approach, it's, it's so hard. And even in that documentary, they talk about all the knowledge I know, everything that I, I know that I'm, I'm creating to get these people addicted to this platform and all the stuff I know about what it's doing to my kids. I still come home. They're still on their phones all night. I'm still addicted to mine where I I find myself even on the couch, even though I know all these things and I'm an advocate for mm-hmm. how social media manipulates us. I'm still addicted. I'm, yeah. I still have this problem and my kids are still on their phones. And so it's an epidemic and um, I, I'm i excited to see kind of like us try to, to battle it. But um, as Christians, um, uh, again, I think of, I think it's first Corinthians, like all things are permissible to me, but not all things are uh, beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not be mastered by anything. Yeah. Um, so biblically as Christians, yeah. we have like, we can use all things that the the world comes up with. Technology is beautiful. It's amazing. Tell stories. It reconnects people. Um, I love telling stories through that camera. I love editing. Like all these things can be beneficial to a Christian, but we cannot be mastered by it. Like yeah. we we are called to everything is below Christ. And I would say that inventory exercise is disgustingly uh, honest because you can't lie about it. If you were taking inventory of your day just for a week of like, oh, I spent this much time at work. Uh, I spent this much time in the word. I, and then I, I see my screen time and let, let me add up what, what all that has. The amount of time that we are spending on social media, YouTube, just 
putting garbage in our heads, Netflix, and then the 10 to 15 minutes we spend in the word every day on maybe the 30 minute podcast on the way to work just grossly disproportional mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like worldly idolship and Lord, like Jesus time. And it, we just see it weighing on us. Like we see the spiritual warfare, we're getting our, our butts kicked. Yeah. And um, I would say social media and, and devices are some of the big problems. Yeah. Um, well, you, I don't know how, how much more time we have, but I definitely want to get to resolutions because I just don't okay, want to. Okay, well, let's go there then. Yeah, because I don't want to leave them like, oh, we are okay, just in now despair. What do we do? Yeah, well, like, let's what start are we with you do? because you are the extreme. Okay. Right? You, you just said, nope, I'm going to hold on to this. And then eventually you said nope to that. Even I, went to a flip phone for a little bit. I saw that. That was that was really cool, Zach Morris. It wasn't that big. You, you probably don't even know this. Slave by the bell. Like he had the telephone. It was like, hello. <laughs> he had to carry a bag just to hold his cell phone in. Um, but most people who are listening to this mm-hmm. are probably not going to feel so convicted that they drop it. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's give them some tangible like middle ground what are some things that they can do either themselves or some ways that they can um hold their children accountable if they're a parent and that's that's where their that's where their next step needs to be yeah uh beautiful question mm-hmm. um there's a couple i think practical resolutions that that we could talk about um i love yeah, even as Stephen, me and Stephen are are, ta- are like teaching growth track. Mm-hmm. We love to talk about the whys behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a lot of our growth track talks about um, like servanthood and discipleship, accountability, community groups. Like why do we why how do we get involved in those? But me and Stephen like to like take a step back and say why do we need those? And I would say the same thing with this is is getting the root to your why um, behind even addiction or idols or why do I need to get rid of this? Is this really like hurting my life? Um, will will drive you so much farther on the what? If I think if people were to listen to this podcast and just be like, I'm going cold turkey tomorrow, like I am so hyped up on this this podcast, or I'm going to go watch the social dilemma tonight, and once they see the social dilemma. They're like, this is crazy. Like I'm getting rid of everything. Um, those, those like spikes or those highs, mm-hmm. uh, don't last very long. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to like addictions in the way that we've almost based a whole society around. The cold turkey. Yeah. The cold turkey doesn't cold really turkey work just, that much. It, uh, it does. It's, it's a very hard. small percentage who actually can stick with a cold turkey. But you're saying that if you know the why, if you know the reason behind the, the heart, yeah, right? You got to get deep. You, Cause you have to have something to ground you and something yep. to, to grab onto because if you're addicted, on the other side of that comes temptation. Yep. And we'll always be tempted. Mm. Like we're, we have human sinful flesh walking around, up, yep. right? And so we have to know that. Yep. So, so are you saying the first thing you need to do is to help your kid understand the why or help you yeah, understand the why? Hell, I, I would say, yeah, as a parent, um, you definitely need to look into yourself and, and make sure that your social media consumption and your kind of relationship with this digital age is, is on the correct uh, path. And then that way, when, you, when you're when you communicating with your child or communicating with your friends around you, you have... Um, like you have something to back it up with. Yeah. I would not be talking here if I was just about to pull out Instagram, Twitter as soon as we stopped. Um, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Have, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, uh, but yeah. So I I would just dig deep into yourself of like why do I need this? Is this yeah. truly hindering um, my my relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Is it hindering my relationship with people? Um, is it hindering like just my time of like what I want to succeed in my life in a social media or yeah. my phone like taking away from that? And then if you really like just take note of that stuff and be like, I want to change this because I want a better relationship with Jesus Christ. Like I want to get to know my creator better. And this thing is, is t- 
taking me away from it. So I'm going to go at it. Like it's a spiritual warfare like this phone is. And so once I I kind of dug more into my why, the what's became a little bit easier. Like mm. hitting that, like, again, I was addicted to Instagram and I like my followers were like, this is, this is me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um, so hitting that delete button was like, pff, it that, was because hard. It, yes. Um, it was addiction and addiction, but also it was hard work to get there. Like you yeah. worked really hard. So that's, I think where the idol comes in. Like, look at what I did. Mm. I worked really hard to get here yep. and then to just say, Psh, that's, that's you elevating it to a status that is above. Yep. Right? Exactly. Above, exactly. above your relationship. And Christ. so it took, it took much more than just like a documentary, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. to, to throw away something that I worked for yeah. um, and like something that could create my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the why is super duper important. Uh, but then we can definitely just talk like practical of like what, what can we practically do? Um, and so I would say definitely like use limits. I think that's a great recommendation to, to see right out for mm-hmm. a week what mm-hmm. you're doing i think when you're going through diets or exercising um and writing out list of like okay a habit how, tracker uh, yeah, something like that yeah. it always works better yeah because it, you can't lie like yeah. it, it shows you true like because if you're just like uh, casually like oh i think i spend this much time uh doing this or doing that and then you write down the tr- you can't lie mm-hmm. it's there like mm-hmm. it, you saw that you only spent 10 minutes today doing anything remotely jesus related mm-hmm. and like it's just like Ouch. Okay. Um, and so definitely like taking toll, but uh, limit yourself. Um, there are a ton of stuff um, out now that you can limit your phone, like iPhone users. I don't know Android. I'm an avid Apple everything and I'm unapologetic. Um, <laughs> Apple is superior. Uh, they are just uh, amazing, but they have screen limit yeah. uh, technology, all that good stuff. Tells you how much are you're spending. like apps you download? Or no, so are it's these on like, it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's in the screen time um, okay. kind of It's setting. not preset. Yeah. This, this is like there time? are certain no, like uh like the controls. Like there are certain oh. things where you have to know how to and there's a lot of buttons and a lot of options. Yep. There are a lot of things that come on a on an iPhone, on an iPhone yep. that are automatically um what do you call it when it's pre preset, the mm-hmm. le- the they're preset that uh aren't aren't the greatest. Um so yeah. anyway. But yeah, so, so under, and- that, under that screen time, if you don't have that on, you you should you should turn that on because mm-hmm. that one's a harsh harsh reality mm-hmm. too. I think our average time, our, as a as a nation, this was before COVID, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't find any research about 2020, which I'm like almost nervous to see. Uh, but pre COVID, it was it was ranging about three and a half to four hours per day uh, on social is, media. On social media, on, on, on your like on screen your f- time. Okay, screen time. Screen time. Oh, okay. So, so about, I was high. So yeah, you're you're on the high spectrum, um, and that was three to so three to four hours is about the national average um i think that's going to go up significantly in covid yeah. i think it's going to go up to about four and a half to five um there there's cr- well I'm and here's so the thing too i don't that, know how they come up with those numbers exactly but if now we work and communicate and xyz abc through the xyz <laughs> on our devices yeah now it's like well, how much time were you not on your device? Let's talk yeah, about that. That's fair. You know? Yeah, because if I had screen time on my on my laptop of yeah. like editing and stuff, it would probably be pretty harsh as well. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there are parameters like and I'm sure you know because you check your screen time, but mm-hmm. um on if you turn on screen time, it breaks it down mm-hmm. into yes. social, it breaks it down into Instagram, and then it'll even give you weekly and monthly. Mm-hmm. And so it'll tell you how long you spend per week on Instagram specifically. Yeah. And uh so that that can be so if you like have to have your phone because like you are um just 
out of the office and you're constantly like talking to people, FaceTiming people, obviously that's going to be a little bit high. And mm -hmm. so don't go off that. Maybe don't even go off your average screen time because mm -hmm. that's not helpful, but break it down into social, social media. media. Yeah. yeah. Um, but inside that, I think are more helpful tools, which are called like uh, app limits or screen limits. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you can set parameters on how much time, either how much time you could spend on a particular app. So you could say like, I only want to spend one hour on Instagram to like a day. Yeah. Um, or you can do parameters of time. So you could say like, I do not want to be able to access Instagram uh, from 10 to six. So like when I'm at work, uh, let's say nine, like a nine to five. When I'm at work, I do not want to be able to access I Facebook. You meant 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. No. Like that's that's me. Put me in that category <laughs> while I'm asleep. Um, so sorry. Uh, so a nine to five uh, regular like job. Yeah. So I Focus on I work. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm just getting too addicted to Facebook at work, and I'm not getting what I need to done. Mm -hmm. So from nine to five, I cannot get on Facebook. Um, but the thing with that is, is that it allows you to either ask for more time or put in a password yeah. and bypass it. And so what me and some of my friends have done, um, which I think is super duper helpful, is the my friend knows the password, the password. Mm. and so i can't get past it like yeah. and so that's, that's how our daughter is like yeah. when she needs extra time or she wants extra time or she thinks she's gonna get extra time she'll she send has. us a request because she doesn't know her password yeah and so um that's something else that i want to get like uh we'll we'll snowball into this but like you need help mm -hmm. um but yeah so use those those tools in the apps um because they're ex extremely helpful if you don't think that you can uh just put the limits on and do it so uh, yeah. ask for someone else's password yeah. uh so you can't you can't go around it i think um, we have to remember that we're human yeah and that's why we're in this position to begin with and so when you rely on on you yep like when i rely rely on me to get me up at 6 a.m. or 5.45 a.m. to work out. Like <laughs> I'm human and I'm tired. Yeah. And so if I don't have someone next to me kicking me awake, right? Yeah. He doesn't really kick me. But do you see <laughs> what I mean? Like we we are in this position because we're human. Therefore, our human nature is it's so easy mm. to not be disciplined. Yeah. And even when you going back to the question you asked, how is this hindering my relationship with Christ? Even asking that I think would be easy for me to say no you know <laughs> um and so i met immediately what i thought was how does this instead of asking that ask how does this how does what i'm getting ready to post how does what i'm getting ready to do how does this glorify god mm. and if the answer is i don't know or it doesn't that's when you you pull you, you can kind of yeah. gut check yeah anyway yes you you like a perfect segue uh because like i said with the cold turkey when it comes to addiction or really hard stuff like it's almost impossible right it's mm -hmm. like it's really really hard to to be able to pull the trigger on, on those things and keep consistent with it when those temptations really start mm -hmm. to hit and you're alone um it's it's almost impossible um i think we can all talk about the virus in like it really stinked and yep. we're all ready to get out of it. But I think one thing that really came from the virus um, was we saw how much we need people. Mm. Like no matter what we do, no matter the social media, no matter um, how many, how much technology they try to get us to where we can be alone, but still have intimate relationships and stuff. We're just seeing that those fail at every aspect. We need to tangibly like be with people. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's that's something that I think internationally, nationally, um, that we figured out during the virus is like we need we need community, we need yeah. our churches, we need our gym, we need we need to go out and physically be around people, and that's a beautiful thing that we we started to understand. Um, but yeah, ask for help. Like that would yeah. be my biggest recommendation is that you're probably not going to beat this addiction if you if you come to the conclusion that you're addicted and that you want to limit yourself or you need to get rid of some of these things. Um, if you if you kind of come to that. A realization, then you're going to have to ask for help. Like it does not come overnight. Cold turkey is like, yeah, like you said, very small percentage will be able to just snap into that and do that. Um, but God created us for relationship and community. So like your church community, your personal community around you, um, but ask for help and ask how how they can hold you more accountable, whether it's putting the password on or just like, yeah, my roommate, me and him are in each other's grill about a lot of stuff. And it's the most helpful thing ever. Like yeah. I, I need accountability. I need, And I'm totally fine with that. Like I know that I would probably stumble and be somewhere off in la la land if I didn't have people bringing me back to Christ, yeah. bringing me back to what's important. And that includes social media now. That's the life we live, so. You know, there are people that are listening thinking, social media is my community. Mm. Oh, that's a hard one. It is hard. Um, I have seen stay-at-home moms um, create platforms, banding together with mm. other moms, like creating this community on social media that really has benefited. So let's go back to like, let's be the devil's advocate. Yeah. Not, I don't know if we call that devil's advocate or not, but like, let's talk about the let's good about that can come it, yeah. from that because- We created a community, right? We, like, so, yeah, uh, join our Facebook group, Grace Lynn <laughs> podcast on Facebook, shameless plug, right? Yeah. Where, you know, it's just a, a place of a community, a place where like-minded people come together. I think that's where you have to be careful though. Mm -hmm. What do you like, what are you like-minded in? Right. Yeah. Like, what is your community like minded in? And are you like, again, how are you glorifying God in that community? And I know that they're not not all social media users are Christians. Yeah. And I think we have to be mindful of that. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I would just say statistically, um, it, it just isn't what people think it is. Like we have the highest suicide rate. We have the highest depression rate. Uh, we have the highest uh, loneliness and anxiety um, that we've ever had. And so we try to say that this is like the the age of, of social media and that we are more connected than ever. Um, but social psychologists are really starting to push back on that. And we're actually the exact opposite. So we are the most lonely yeah. that human beings have ever felt. We're missing that inner circle. Yeah. Like even Jesus was here with some, here with some, and, and then, then here, here with yeah. some. And if it's you're great. listening and not watching, Jesus was uh, authentic to all. Mm. Um. This is this is a quote that I'm stealing from Alicia Ilion from her Chasing Perfect book. She doesn't talk about Jesus this way, but um, when you think of Jesus in his in his ministry on Earth, he was authentic to all. Um, what's the for, I don't know what this middle one was, but it's like he was closer with like personal with twelve, and like yeah, intimate and then with, intimate with just a few. Yeah. And I think when you feel like your community is this, you're okay with this. But when you miss, you're okay with your outside circle, your mm -hmm. huge circle of community. But but you miss, you lack that three four people. Yeah. So perfect. I mean, that's like almost exactly what I was going to say. Is that. Um, it doesn't replace that inner circle no matter what you can try to do. Like, yeah. I, I, So I do think that social media can be 
an authentic space mm-hmm. where like you're like like the facebook group um we're, we're trying to help um people in their walk and encourage them with pastors talking about maybe stuff they can't talk about yeah. on stage like that's kind of the vision and then also where people can comment they're a part of graceland they're watching the content together encouraged by the content and they're interacting with people they know are from the church or they know on a daily like a weekly basis where they see on sunday so they know each other um but it can never replace like people like community group for example where every tuesday i am like i'm locking arms with a couple people we're going over a lesson we're talking about what we're struggling with uh because most of the time social media can be like your highlights and we talk about highlights or fake or you can project yourself in any way but you're not probably going to go on social media and be like man today was just hot garbage like this is just like some some people do (laughs) but we're consuming that for entertainment not to really be their community that's the crazy the the crazy aunt that loves uh, the political (laughs) discussions on facebook um but yeah so you're probably just not they're not going to know you yeah in a way that we're called to be known in a way that we like really really need like if we're if we're fighting sin fighting temptation trying to grow closer to jesus in the way that we're called to um it's kind of just gritty and nasty and hard yeah. and like um those those relationships ebb and flow and um there's just so much more to them than any facebook or like messaging system or uh post system can give you so um i do understand i'll use that authentic word so like has jesus like he he was authentic to all mm-hmm. you could be authentic um to a, a select group of your friends on a, a social media platform. Um, but as it starts to dial down and get into those intimate spaces, then you need human connection yeah. and in relationships that are much more deep than social media platforms can give. And so I'll argue that to the day that I die. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I love Matt Chandler. Uh, like I'm obsessed with Matt Chandler. Actually, I have a man crush on him. But he says something uh, perfect about the local church when he is like opening up his, his sermons. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I hope this can be a resource for you um in in a place that you can you can get something but you have to be a part of a local church like uh, this isn't going to be your church and so i think like in that perspective like we can't we can't relationally uh be with people on that big of a spectrum and take uh criticism from them take advice from them uh take love from them like we weren't meant to we were meant to to grow small and so um, we yeah. just, we're trying to rewire our brains, but I think the more we see statistically, we just can't, and we're just going to always need people. Yeah. And so I agree. So we, ha- we have just barely scratched the surface. There is so much, there's so much, even the experts mm-hmm. can't even wrangle it all in. Yeah. Um, but bring us home, give us some encouragement in this social media, yeah. um, discussion and, um, maybe end with a few tangible tips for our, for our listeners. Uh, so if I had some tangible, tangible advice, um, Again, we want to reciprocate that like this is not a demon like this is um, this is not something that we're just like abandoned completely. It's it's terrible for you. It's an idol. Um, And so I want I want to just explain that again, that we really do see the good in social media. We don't see it going anywhere um, anytime soon. And we see that it's going to continue. It's going to develop and technology is going to develop. And so we're going to have to in some respect understand this world. Um, And so if you're a a family that hasn't really done anything with it, I would at least um, kind of encourage you to do some type of research and try to figure out a little bit about this stuff. 
because someone in your life will be affected by it and it's just not going anywhere. And so as Christians, like we just need to lovingly uh, help one another get through this addiction. Just like if someone was addicted to anything else uh, that wasn't maybe as fluffy or um, culturally acceptable. Um, what if all of us Christians were kind of a little bit addicted to alcohol, like mm. Europe in the 1600s, right? Um, how do we help each other um, get through this and use it in a way that's going to glorify God, um, not abandoning the culture and not trying to be Amish, but at the same time uh, saying like, there are better ways that we can do this and it's a problem. And um, right now the devil's kicking our butt with it. And so let's let's turn the tide, um, not let it control uh, as, much as, uh, as much as our life as maybe our time with Jesus, um, our times with each other. Um, and then, yeah, just encourage, encourage us through this. And then just really parameters with kids. Yeah. Um, I think they're the most vulnerable to this because this is the only world they know. You are their parents. Like you are in control of them. You can take away the phone. Um, and as a person who grew up with social media and I guess parents not really knowing what to do, uh, me telling myself, telling my dad, take <laughs> the phone away from <laughs> me. Seriously, like I need yeah. it. Um, and this is going to be an addiction for me. This is not helping me socially. Like take away my phone, father, please. Yeah. Um, and so if I was to say, yeah, if I was to end, uh, definitely focus more on, on your kids and try to control that. And then, yeah, just uh, dig into your community uh, of like, if you need help, um, do that. So those Love are kind of some some ending notes. You ended it perfectly. I'm going to sum it. I'm not even going to sum it up. You just did it right there. But I really appreciate you taking your time to step on the other side of the camera joining us um explaining your view and your uh your world when it comes to social media so i appreciate you for being here thank you for listening um even on two and a half times speed your voice was probably like you were going a mile a minute you really? were you were I passionate to, there was a lot of I, you are really passionate about that which is I, I like it's important to me um so hopefully you were encouraged but also enlightened i think that is a really good balance that that this show brought today and until next time take care <laughs>